0: joining me for the Plant Yourself podcast, I'm your host, Howie Jacobson. So this is the Plant Yourself podcast, right? So we talk about eating plants. I've talked a little bit about growing plants to eat for food in your garden. And today we're covering a topic that I honestly never thought about until today's guest reached out and said, hey, you need to talk about this on your podcast. And so here we are. And it's about taking care of houseplants and the benefits of those little green friends, often green, mostly green, usually green, in our homes and why they're so good for us and So I uh, invited Yuvika Ayer to talk because she's kind of an expert on houseplants. And, you know, she um, learned all about this stuff when she had a a child who had all these allergies. And she got into kind of natural solutions to, uh, you know, make your own dish detergent and cleaning supplies and things like that and how you prevent off gassing. And so she learned all about different plants and what they do and how they clean the air and improve, you know, more oxygen, take out carbon dioxide, all that stuff. What I didn't expect was such a beautiful perspective on how taking care of plants is really a way of taking care of ourselves, as she puts it. And as I stole for the title of the episode, plant care is self-care. And we talk a lot about relationship, in this episode about the relationship we have with the world and how, especially these days, locked down, quarantined, isolated, that we can feel alone and that plants are very much alive. You know, one of my guests recently, Tyson Young Caporta, from an indigenous perspective, believes that everything's alive. The rocks are alive. Your computer's alive. Your cell phone, the chair you're sitting on, they're all sentient. And that might be a bit of a stretch from our Western scientific, materialistic, objectivist perspective. But I don't think it's hard for us to see that plants are alive. Plants have desires. Plants have preferences. Uh, very plants can communicate with each other and perhaps even with us. So I uh, hope you really enjoy this conversation. And um, as you Yubika mentioned, she's got a um, a cheat sheet a helpful guide for us to get started with um, bringing the beauty and wonder and majesty of plants into our own homes and offices and you can find that in the show notes for today's episode which is plantyourself.com slash four four two all right let's get right into it without further ado yuvika Eyer welcome to the plant yourself podcast
1: happy to be here how how are you doing today
0: very well. I'm I'm excited to learn about houseplants. I don't know if you can see the my my office background. You are not going to get a picture of the whole thing, but <laughs> yeah. you can see one one side of my face is much lighter than the other. I have three huge south-facing windows and every time I bring a plant in here it dies. Why? I think, south I think,
1: South has south has the most uh, light.
0: Yeah. You know, it gets it, in the more, yeah. It's the water thing. Like are they I'll, tropical?
1: I'll, do you have tropical ones there?
0: No, I just have dead ones. So whatever. <laughs> uh, I go. We're gonna oh, wow. you're gonna you're gonna help me um figure out what plants to put in here that are not like if I go away for the weekend or for three days and I come back and they're not lying limp. Like I don't know how a dead plant can like look at me accusingly, but they do. So uh so we 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 can get to that. But um so I have a podcast called plant yourself and I talk about eating plants and I talk about how plants can help the environment, but I had never talked about indoor house plants. So when we got in touch, I was really excited to hear like what the latest is, like, is there actual research on it? What are some good ones? Where do you get them? How do you take care of them? And also for your, like your website is just gorgeous. And it was like, Oh, there's like aesthetics here. Like I could actually like, make people happy by being in this space because of plants. So first tell us a little bit about yourself and how, how you got into uh, how you got into this.
1: If I, if I talk about a little bit about my personal journey, how I got started uh, with house plants, I was basically a corporate professional working for 14 years in the field of HR, human resources all across uh, Canada and uh, also in a little bit in the U S and India. And, uh, it all actually started when I, my daughter, she was four years old and uh, she got started, you know, with frequent uh, allergies, uh, nasal congestions, you know, with all the frequent traveling because I was traveling a lot when I was working. So what I would do is I would tag my daughter along with, you know, in my travels. So that would mean obviously a lot of uh, uh, impromptu trips, you know, weather changes, uh as adults sometimes we are you know good with adjusting with all of this but kids not so much with all that when it happened in the beginning i was you know going to my doctor's visit and everything and it was coming up as like hay fever allergic rhinitis which i'm sure you would associate with you know pretty much happening from you know july to the september october that uh, the fall seasons basically but then it started happening around the year and as a mother I was like really really worried about this because she was constantly on inhalers imagine a four-year-old kid on inhalers throughout the day and there were a lot of medications that she was going through and uh, honestly that's when I started thinking I spoke to the dog and I started thinking what can I do you know, in in place of all those medications, inhalers, is there anything natural that I can, you know, introduce into our lifestyle, introduce into uh, our house, maybe to make it a little bit better, at least alleviate the symptoms, if not make the entire thing go away. Mm -hmm. And uh, how would I have to tell you, you know, I, I started it's all small. The first thing I did was uh I identified all the things that I have in my house, which had a lot of fragrances in them. And in the beginning, I was a total novice at that. I didn't understand which ones, you know,
0: were inhaling.
1: Like, uh, you know, uh, VOCs, volatile organic compounds that are actually released from chemicals when uh, you're using a particular, let's say, an air freshener or you're bringing a particular cleaning liquid into the house. And um,
0: so things that that smell nice, like products that you would buy that smell nice, that were made in a giant factory somewhere, there's 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 a cost to those chemicals getting up into your nose.
1: Absolutely. It's 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 another uh, thing, you know, using it once a day or or when you are surrounded by so many stuff, so many things filled with chemicals throughout the day without even knowing it, you know. Uh, and slowly when I started replacing all that stuff one by one by more of a DIY product, you know, I started making a lot of stuff in-house using more natural stuff like essential oils. Then I started adding different, different things, you know. Uh, for example, uh, one thing, uh, I don't know if you uh, know about it or not, since you are in more into the food uh, space, there's something called uh, kadha in the Indian uh, Ayurvedic, uh, you know, diet. You it's actually, that? it's it's called uh, K-A-D-H-A. K- it's called kadha.
0: K-K-A.
1: K-A-D-H-A.
0: Okay. Kadha.
1: It's it. Yeah, it's it's actually a super wonder liquid. You know, it's it's made out of uh, boiling ginger. You take a big piece of ginger, and uh, you add uh, a bit of uh, holy basil to it holy basil leaves. Okay. And a drop, and maybe a one teaspoon of honey to just to sweeten it. Because my kid wasn't having it if I didn't put the honey in it. So uh-huh. and it actually increases the antioxidant properties uh, in the drink itself. So I tried doing that. It was actually an Ayurvedic friend uh, who introduced me to that. And once she, my daughter, take, started taking that, I have to tell you, her coughing went down so much. The congestion that was happening inside went down so much, and she was actually using less of inhalers as well,
0: mm-hmm. which is awesome. Uh huh. So when you first started doing this research what were you what were you looking for uh, like you know cuz you said like it was it started because of all the travel but you addressed the issue in your home like what 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 were the clues that you were following cuz you know I I know there's like no mommy blogging is like a big industry and there's lots of people giving advice on you know home care and child care and self care and it's all over the place like what how did you figure out like what to try what to trust there's you know there's so absolutely. many different directions you could have gone
1: absolutely uh you know when i spoke to the doc the first thing i realized was uh he didn't really point out something specific that my daughter was having allergies because of you know if the, if it's a food allergy you realize you know oh she's having peanuts you know that's a food allergy
0: mm-hmm. or
1: if if she's going uh to a plant you know if she's there's there's a particular plant i bought home oh that's because of pollen so there was not one thing you know those allergies were actually rising out of so that's when I started thinking more about maybe the ventilation is not okay in my house maybe you know too much central heating is going on maybe there's too much air conditioning you know all on the time so that's how I actually started putting the pieces together you know and I reduced all the fragrance things in my house Mm -hmm. You know, because I noticed uh, my child coughing more when she was using a particular brand of soap, for example, or a particular brand of toothpaste. But then you can't really start making everything in-house, right? You can't really do that. So I started small. I, you know, for example, uh, one thing I made was the goat milk soap that I made. Uh, Absolutely uh, using simple ingredients and essential oils and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. I started noticing improvements. And the second thing which I did was to bring plants into my house. I think that was actually a game changer, a huge one at that. Because I was reading a research related uh, to NASA. Uh, I believe uh, you heard of it. Yeah. Uh, this this was a research done by a couple of scientists. Uh, it was led by a team of scientists called uh, the leading scientist was Bob Wolverton. So uh, it was a bunch of scientists. What they did was they actually took a couple of popular houseplants and they kept it in a specific square feet room. And they compared it with another couple of rooms where there were no houseplants, no ventilation, no air conditioning, no central heating. And that's how they figured that the level of VOCs that is actually the uh, chemicals emitted By the different uh, fragrance products that are in and around the house. It could be from your carpets, it could be from your, you know, the things that you're using. And that's how they realize that the presence of plants there actually helps in controlling the dust. It infuses oxygen into the air and controls the carbon dioxide and the other gases that are going on in the house.
0: And they were and they were doing this research to to make space habitable, right? The, uh-huh.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. They were actually trying to bring the environment in the space more at par with the normal environment that's found in Earth.
0: Yeah. Uh huh. That's I think it's wonderful that they that they, you know, you think of NASA like the if, if anyone's going to look for a technological solution, like you know, human ingenuity, let's invent something new. And yeah. to go yeah. to, you know, that's like that, uh, you know, Apollo 13, like where they use duct tape. Just like there's something beautifully practical about, hey, let's, you know, let's use plants. Let's
1: do it. A, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: I um, think even that, that's so awesome of them to even think about it because I was, uh, you know, just connecting it uh, with your book. Uh, I have to say that that's an awesome book that you wrote, sick to Fit. Oh, thank so you. I, in 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 that I still remember the three M's approach that you mentioned mm-hmm. for going plant based.
0: Uh-huh. Uh
1: right. You know the menu, the movement, and the mindset. Uh huh. If if I may add a point there, I was actually thinking of adding another M there. You know, why oh, not good. Mother, mother Nature there?
0: Oh, I love it. I you know I always uh, you know I was thinking about sleep and didn't start with M, so I didn't put it in. <laughs> That's a good one, though. (laughs) Oh, I love that! Yeah, that um, right. And we talk about like you know, sort of naturally attainable quantities, and of course, we have evolved. We have evolved not for boxes, but to be in savannas and temperate zones and rainforests, where we're going to be bathed in what the plants give off. And and that's how
1: everything originated right that's 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 where we all originated from everything else is man made right. <laughs>
0: right right so beautiful so um yeah it's I mean, it's funny because our you know our when our daughter was very young 6 8 months old she was getting rashes and that's when my wife turned and became a soap maker you know just to, to have wow. something where she she knew what were the ingredients she could control because we started looking, like, you know, a lot of soap doesn't have ingredients. I don't, I guess it doesn't yeah. have to by law, but we started finding, we started looking online, like, you know, what's the purest soap you can get? It's like dove or ivory. They both have titanium dioxide, right? Which Absolutely. is a paint whitener, right?
1: And, 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 and you don't really know what's going inside, right? You don't really know what's going into it.
0: Right. Whatever, whatever makes them a profit is what's going into it
1: the cheapest
0: wins right because like then we, my wife was like oh this is fun I, I you know but it's very expensive i should start selling these you know she'd give them away to friends and like oh my god this is great and we figured we did like a little spreadsheet like how much does it cost per bar of soap and we're like good god it's like eight dollars a bar cost and she, you know she was like we, we bought a little pop-up thing and she's going to go to a craft fair and people <laughs> were looking at us it's like why would mm-hmm. i buy a bar of soap for eight for ten dollars Right, like, nah, I guess you wouldn't. Because nobody did. We it ended up being just sort of like friends and family and a very in-house uh, niche thing, um, right? To, to you'd think that make you know making it yourself would be cheaper, but it's generally not
1: because that that's the cost of making something good. That's the cost of making something pure, right? Right. And, and, and the big and the big companies are not going to do that. They just are from primarily looking at running
0: right. a profit-oriented enterprise. Right. So you mentioned, to, you mentioned that you're an HR professional and you've worked, you know, US, Canada, India, and you also mentioned Ayurveda. And yeah. I, can, I can hear you have an accent that I'm assuming is Indian. Um, how do they, yeah. like, I understand, like, you know, the, the, the Western professional. How, did Ayurveda uh, influence you? Like, did you grow up with, a, with an idea that nature has solutions for us?
1: Absolutely, Howard. I think uh, what you're saying is is so true, you know. Uh, uh, like I just mentioned, you know, every, everything has actually originated from Mother Nature, right? The food we eat, the moment you say, oh, uh, Yuvika, I want to eat something whole food based. So that's actually an apple coming off a tree, right? That's not mm. a pureed apple or that's not apple cider vinegar, right? So that's how it works, you know. The more close to nature you are the healthier we are the lesser processed stuff we put inside our bodies in on our bodies the healthier we are but then we can't really do everything we can't do uh, you know everything cannot be all good so something we have to you know make compromises something some adjustments we need to make but then uh yes you know uh, i have to say that um recipe i told you about the Kala, that's actually an ayurvedic concoction yeah
0: mm-hmm. i
1: read it from a book yeah and it's 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 one that my mom used to make when we were young
0: uh-huh. uh
1: huh that's that's actually like a sort of an immunity booster and specifically in today's times when we have this entire pandemic raging madly all across the world mm. with most, no side of a vaccine even though i believe uk's just started administering vaccines to their uh you know population i think we have to rely on these age-old remedies because they did work otherwise why would they be so popular
0: right and certainly you know it's 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 complicated with viruses but certainly with bacteria where the bacterium is you know developing resistance to the to the um you know to to the antibiotics to the chemical warfare we are raining down on it whereas i don't know of any studies of bacteria becoming resistant to natural substances to, to holy basil to ginger to the, any of the other you know thousands of plants in our in our pharmacopeia
1: absolutely and in in terms of uh, even if you look at the life cycle of our ancestors they they lived much longer they were much healthier than us they didn't even have these uh, diseases that we have, the lifestyle diseases that we have today.
0: Mm-hmm. So let's let's talk about houseplants, which has become your your area of expertise. So, uh, is there I understand there's probably different different prescriptions and different purposes, but is there one plant that you would say like everyone should have this in their house? Uh,
1: absolutely, I think. Uh one of my favorite uh you know plant for somebody who's just getting started uh with plants would be uh pothos. It's also called devil's ivy.
0: Devil's ivy. And what's the other name?
1: Uh, golden Pothos.
0: Can you spell that? Uh,
1: it's golden. Uh-huh. G G-O-L-D-E-N. Golden right. pothos, P-O-T-H-O-S.
0: Is it B or P? Sorry. Uh,
1: P. P-O-T-H-O-S.
0: Golden, like, Bothos.
1: Bothos. B-O-T-H-O-S, yeah.
0: Okay, great. Or dev, devil, people can look it up with Devil's Ivy. And, you know, I'll, I'll go Absolutely. online and, and we'll, we'll put links. So, you, like, you have all this on your website, right? Absolutely. So, we'll put and, links uh, to, to that. So, for, for people who aren't going to remember. Okay so tell Absolutely. tell us tell tell me about uh, golden pothos or devil's ivy what's what's good about it
1: Uh the first thing i really like about this is it's it's a very beginner friendly plant so if if you don't even have a single houseplant in your home or you have a hundred in your home the golden pothos is like the best one to keep it's the most easiest one and it's you know it's it's happy even if you neglect it if it's happy oh. even if you don't water it for a couple of days Okay yeah,
0: okay. and it's
1: like it's like a climbing plant. So uh, you could have it up on the walls. You could have a hanging plant basket if you want something uh, prettier for home decor, or if you just want it for a you know the air purifying purpose, making your home healthy. You can even just have a simple potted plant.
0: Okay, so it it purifies the air.
1: All plants do. <laughs> uh-huh.
0: Yeah. Uh, So so if all plants do, then like just whatever is easiest or prettiest, like, because are there some plants that are like, you know, superstars, you know, like there's, you know, moringa or kale or like these, you know, supposed superfoods? Are there super plants that like really crank out beneficial substances?
1: I think uh, one of these plants, which is, uh, you know, it was uh, mentioned in NASA's research as well, is uh, called the spider plant. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's, it, it's an awesome looker as well. It looks gorgeous, but it's actually a lovely houseplant to have in your home if you really want to reduce the level of VOCs in your house and infuse more oxygen because it's, it's known to be one of the most oxygen-producing plants out of the entire species.
0: Okay. Great. And does that uh, correlate with uh, absorption of CO2? Like the more oxygen it produces, the more CO2 it takes in?
1: Absolutely. And uh, the beauty is it it works more at night. So if you would like to keep a plant in your bedroom or your dining room, a spider plant is awesome for that. Okay. It actually takes uh, in more carbon dioxide at night than it does in the day. Ah. as compared to other plants, yeah.
0: Okay, so now the spider plant I'm thinking of, um, it's really easy to reproduce it, right? You can just take it like a cutting and then just stick that in, in soil and it'll start growing, like if, like the sort of gift that keeps giving, right?
1: Absolutely, That you get one spider plant, grow it well and nice, and then you can have a hundred plant babies, you know, from the spider plant for free <laughs> just keep propagating them nicely keep it happy keep it healthy keep it in a place uh, spider plant loves indirect sunlight you know so if i would keep it away from your south window <laughs> okay. i would rather keep it on the other side or maybe if it is in a south facing window have a blind there or have a curtain there yeah uh-huh. you know? opposite that yeah okay, not I- in direct sunlight yeah
0: yeah, I'm looking at my uh, my two two layer um, filing cabinet. It's got a wooden top. I think that's where the spider plant should go.
1: Awesome! It would be awesome for that. And just uh, remember to keep it away if you have pets in your house. You know, uh-huh. uh, cats. Cats like to nibble on spider plants because they have these little pretty, you know, leaves coming out of it. Uh-huh. Uh, because it has a very bright foliage. You know, mm-hmm. but uh, even though it's not toxic to cats, but just preferably
0: keep it away. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, and how, what about care of the spider plant? So you, how often, like, how, how, first of all, before, like, how do you know when, like, I can kill plants so many different ways, right? So like, <laughs> oh, I go, oh, this plant needs water and it's drowning. Or I just watered it. And it's th- like, how, do, how can you tell, how could I learn how to, sense what the plant needs or see or observe or or measure? Uh,
1: uh, You know, whenever uh, I'm having a plant consultation with uh, anybody, uh, I I specifically uh, share one thing with them that uh, it's very important to understand that a plant is a living thing, right? Like we are a living thing. A plant is a living thing as well. So if we are nurturing a plant, if we are taking care of a plant, we are in essence taking care of ourselves, but we can actually tell if I want water, I can tell how it, can I have a glass of water? A spider plant can do that. A succulent can't do that, right? They can't really talk like we do. So uh, uh, the best way that uh, I tell everybody to take care of their plant is actually a toothpick test. If you don't okay. really want to use any gadgets, the easiest way is to take a small uh, toothpick First of all, just uh, put that toothpick into the soil. Just insert half of the toothpick inside the soil. Okay. And once once you do that, take it out and just look at it. If it is completely dry, there is nothing sticking to the toothpick, the plant needs water. Water it immediately. Okay. And if you see something else, you know, you put that toothpick inside the soil, it comes out and it has, you know, uh, soil, the sand, the things that you've used in the soil sticking to it. That means it's good for now. It's happy. Okay. Gotcha. Leave it.
0: Okay. What, and how would I know if it's, if it's waterlogged?
1: Just uh, actually uh, what you said, it's a very good thing to do. It's actually uh, once a week. I actually recommend picking up the pot. For example, let me show you this one I have right now. So, this is a succulent.
0: Okay, right.
1: So, if I just uh, pick it up and I see the bottom, if there is uh, water coming out of it or if there is soil coming out of it, mm-hmm. that means the root may have uh, rotted, you know, they, it may have been overwatered. Okay. Another way to check is if the leaves, the edges, they feel droopy or they are brown.
0: So if they're brown, that's not enough water, and if they're droopy, it's too much.
1: Droopy also means less water.
0: Okay. All right. So it sounds like overwatering is the harder thing to 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 notice.
1: Uh. Uh. You know how what, what a lot of people do is like the easiest way to kill a plant is to give too much love to it, you know, give, to give too much water to it.
0: Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> that that's like a common uh, thing that a lot of people do. So the the key is just to water it right when they need it. Let's give it. Uh-huh. Otherwise it's happy.
0: So when you go get a plant somewhere, will it have those instructions? Cause I feel like when I see a plant and like, I don't know what they're called, but they have these. Um, I don't even know how to describe the shapes of the leaves, but it's um, you know it's sort of like a fan with a with a, a blade, and they and when they're happy they're sort of like ninety degrees, and then when they're <laughs> droopy they're down like this. And when I see it droopy, I'm like I have to do like CPR on it. So like give me a, a gallon. It needs like the more the better. <laughs> Like how, how, do I, how would i know if like okay it's a little dry it needs water it's in a quart pot or a five gallon pot like is there a a, a rule of thumb or a measurement for how to water it
1: uh, uh the first thing i told you is the toothpick test right to find out if it needs water or not the second thing is uh put let's say puts a half a glass of water and see if it goes down, it percolates down and wait. The water should not be standing in the pot. Okay. So, so you let the water go uh-huh. and the plant actually absorbs the water. Any excess water is not absorbed after like 10 minutes or so. If it's standing, mm-hmm. that means that's overwatering.
0: Okay. Gotcha. So, so i can't just walk away i gotta sort of be in a relationship with the plant
1: absolutely absolutely Uh plant care i tell everyone is self-care you know Hmm. it's actually self-care you're actually caring for yourselves when you're caring for a plant at home
0: oh i think that's the the title of this episode unless you unless you come up with an even better (laughs) zinger so um, that
1: that you know what you just mentioned howard that was actually a big reason i was getting a lot of questions regarding uh, the overlove that we give to the plants right
0: mm-hmm. the
1: overwatering and uh, things so that's the reason why i actually came up with uh, my first houseplant starter kit that's actually a podcast exclusive that uh, i'm keeping it only for you uh, and the podcast listeners that we have today
0: oh okay Cool. So, it's, a, it's What is it? It's a, it's a course or a, a book?
1: It's a twenty-page ebook. Okay. Which has uh, two specific sections. It has the five easiest house plants for beginners. Okay. With their care cards and a picture of them. Sweet. And the other thing it has is the nine tools that you need for houseplant success.
0: Okay, and other like, tools like things you have to have around the house. Or...
1: Absolutely, just the simple ones. You know, having a scoop for uh, pulling the soil out, having a knife for making sure that uh, the plant has loosened enough soil. You know, so that it's not getting a root rot or it needs repotting. So you need the soil to loosen up the the soil knife oh. to loosen up the soil, yeah, and to prune. The brown edges of the plants. Anytime you see that, because to keep it healthy, you need to prune off the brown leaves whenever they occur. Oh,
0: okay. Cool. Um, so, plant. You said plants can't talk; they can't tell you they're thirsty. Do you feel like you have a relationship with your plants, nonetheless? I do. I <laughs> do.
1: I, I even have names for them.
0: Okay. So. so yeah, tell, tell, what, what is that like for someone who's you know, plantless or, or, or has plants and thinks of them as just like, you know, furniture you have to take care of? What, what's it like to have a relationship with a plant?
1: It's, it's, it's awesome, first of all, you know, because when you're loving a human being, they actually talk back, right? They do. They interact with you. With plants, it's more of a growing thing. And it's it's just so pure because they're just loving you back. The only thing that you need to do is take care of them.
0: Mm.
1: That's all. You're nurturing them. You're taking care of them. And I can sit around all day looking at my plants. I have more than a hundred of them, by the way. <laughs> oh. So even if you uh, think about how our ancestors were, they were living in those forests before we had all these condominiums come up, before we had these big 10 story buildings and all just looking at green just going for a walk in the park it gives us so much of a ha- so much of happiness it calms your mind it soothes your nerves and it just puts your mental health at ease doesn't it
0: mm mm-hmm. Ab- absolutely just uh, you know I've, I've one of the books that i i uh, podcasted with the author is called the nature fix which is what reminded me of when you talked about mother nature is the fourth M. And she talks about like the, the, the visuals of plants being fractal and like our, our eyes are trained to see that as beautiful. Right, Absolutely. I guess, just as an evolutionary so like, oh, here, here I am with lots of plants. It must be a nurturing, fertile place that will support me. So we were, you know, evolutionarily, like we see that as beauty as a, as a way of surviving
1: absolutely absolutely and uh, I've even been reading about a horticultural therapy which is coming up uh it's coming as quite popular because uh where doctors are actually using uh, and therapists are actually using plants to calm down people mm. you know they that's they are actually using plants to help people recover from addictions from mental trauma you know
0: wow so it's like, it's like- Pets that won't poop on the floor. <laughs> are you have
1: less- those things with plants too. You have the soil. Uh, you can have soil all over the place if you're not careful, right?
0: So, uh-huh. But it's your fault. It's not the plant.
1: <laughs> yeah. Or water. You need to have those furniture protectors. If you are, like you said, you are planning to keep one on top of your plant, uh, on, uh-huh. on top of your books.
0: Gotcha. the
1: shelf. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, yeah. so I know this is not a beginner question, but a sort of you know like um, NASA, they were doing very controlled studies with so many square feet and a spider plant, and we recently bought uh, air purifiers for the house because I was concerned. You know, we have a, a wood burning stove and. Uh, I wasn't feeling that well. And with COVID, I really, you know, take, you know, everything I could do. And so we had to go online and kind of size, like, okay, for this square foot room, I need this size, this much airflow, this big a filter. Is there a, a, a way of thinking about like, how many plants do I need? Like, how many spider plants do I need to, for optimal air quality in a, in a bedroom or a dining room or a house?
1: So in terms of the square feet, uh, they were mostly thinking about having a couple of uh, about three to four plants per person in the house. So if you have a 200 square feet room, they were recommending to have around uh, four to five spider plants of medium height, not very small ones because they need to have enough foliage as well Mm
0: -hmm. to
1: absorb, right? Right. The gases that are there in the home so and multiply that number by two if you have more people living in the house because people living in the house also means giving out more carbon dioxide more vocs using more stuff
0: Mm -hmm. yeah gotcha Uh huh. Right, so now, I, I, so when you said like four to five in a room, I got this smile on my face, like, like they're friends with each other. Like, I, I, I can go out and they'll be fine. Like, am I crazy or do, like, do, do your plants have like relationships with each other?
1: What you're seeing actually makes sense because, uh, like, like I mentioned, I have more than 100 plants in my house and I have this, the similar ones together, you know? So, mm-hmm. like you said, oh, if somebody loves coffee, So I've kept them together. So your succulents and cacti have similar care needs. So Uh I have actually grouped them together in my house. So uh, in my 450 square feet terrace garden, I have more than hundred plants. where I have succulents and cacti together in one place because their care needs are similar. Their watering needs are similar. The amount of light, the sunlight that they need is similar. Mm -hmm. And then then I have the philodendrons and the monsteras, they are the big leafy kinds. They uh-huh. are together. They are tropical loving. They need more moisture. They need more humidity. So they are together.
0: Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> so maybe they are the coffee lovers. They are the tea lovers. So uh-huh. of like that. Yeah. Uh
0: huh. Because you know, we're just starting to learn that plants have intelligence. Right. I mean, Ayurveda has known this, right? Every healing Absolutely. tradition has known this, but Western science is starting to understand that, well, plants don't have central nervous systems and they don't have brains, but they have, they exhibit intelligent behavior, right? They can move their roots towards the sound of running water. We've seen, you know, Absolutely. and they communicate with each other. If one plant is getting chomped on by an infestation, it will not only send, you know, create chemicals, but it will let its neighbors know Right, so I'm. Wonder, I, I wonder, like, there's this, this maybe, this symphony of communication, of like, of aliveness, because I know so many of us don't get out much. We don't see other people right now. We have to stay home. We can be, we can feel trapped and lonely, and you know, just repeating Groundhog Day over and over. And I'm wondering if, if like, really or psychologically, plants can help us feel like we're part of a community.
1: Absolutely, absolutely, because. At the end of the day, they are a living thing, right? Like we are. Human beings are living beings. Plants are also living beings. So if you have a couple of them in your house, you can actually feel the growth that is happening there. Oh, the one day I am seeing, looking at my plant, it has a small leaf, you know, the, the small leaf is coming out of the petiole. That's actually called a petiole. Then a small leaf sprouts from there, uh-huh. uh, from the stem. And when it grows big, you come back after four days, you're still at home. We are working from home. Nobody's going out. And you see, oh, wow, this huge big new leaf has sprouted. So that's actually the growth happening, right? You realize that a sofa sitting in your house will not grow. The air purifier sitting in your house will not grow. <laughs> it's a non-living thing. It will stay at the way it is, the way you bought it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Even five years down the line, but a little plant that you bought say five months ago can just grow up and give so much happiness to you if you just pay attention to it
0: uh-huh gotcha what about so we, we've got water, we've got light are there like snacks that you give them are there you know fertilizers or job spikes or like do you have to feed them other stuff
1: absolutely so uh like you mentioned uh Soil is one thing, right? So in terms of soil, uh, every house plant, when you go to a garden center and you buy it off, let's say Walmart or Target, it it comes in a particular soil, right? That Mm -hmm. typically has the fertilizers, everything inside it. But then when it grows, you need to ideally repot it to a bigger plant, a bigger pot. And when you do that, you should ideally uh, mix it with perlite and peat, that's actually awesome for helping plant growth and gives it the right nutrients, which the store soil will not really give you. So that is one thing. The other thing is light is actually one of the most crucial elements to having a thriving plant. When you have light, sunlight, if you have a south facing window, like you said, if you don't have a south facing window, a lot of plants are create with indirect sunlight. Indirect sunlight is, you can just put the blind across, you can keep a curtain there and then have the plant right in front of the window. Or if you don't have a, let's say you don't have a window in the room, you don't, everybody is not blessed with a skylight or a window, right? In each room. In that case, there are grow lights which are available. So if you, let's say you have a plant shelf with 10 plants there, you can easily have a grow light hanging from the top Uh that actually gives the light to them because grow lights are conditioned to be behave like actually direct sunlight. So that's oh. awesome for uh, plants. And the other thing that you need, uh, apart from the water, <laughs> is uh, the temperature or the level of humidity that is needed for a plant.
0: Mm. So uh,
1: it is best if you keep a plant in the most natural environment that it has come from. So let's say uh, the moment you go to a social media platform like Instagram or Facebook, you would notice a lot of monsteras there. It's like a highly trending plant because of its unique uh, leaf design.
0: It's like so, monster with an A at the end, monstera? Yeah. Okay, got it.
1: Yeah. So uh, if, if you look at the monstera, it's like it needs a temperature which is humid, which is a little bit hot because it's a tropical plant. So the more you can keep it in the ne- in the environment that it came from, the more it will thrive. So if you have a monstera, how keep it in your plant near your south-facing window? Or okay. if you can't do that, get a grow light for it.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And uh, misting is equally important in the winters. In the winters, it's best if you don't water your plants and you mist
0: Really? Directly
1: to the leaves. Yeah.
0: Ooh. Okay, cool. That's, that's, that's like kind of fun. That's more fun than watering. It's like, like a, like a, when well, I used to have it's like a, a little water pistol.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. The only thing is it takes a bit more time if you're actually doing it manually.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: uh, I love doing that.
0: And do you I just aim for the soil or that. do you miss the leaves as well?
1: You missed the stems and you missed the leaves. OK. And that gets absorbed into the plant and it goes into the roots as well.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. So um, my wife had a question for you. Um, she, um, you know, some people like adopt stray cats or dogs or it's like they have a soft heart. She's that with orchids. So we have like all these orchids that people would get and then they would like, oh, my orchid's dying. And like, I'll take it. And she like brings them back to life. So our living room That's is awesome. Like, like, for, like our orchids, like they're pretty, right? They have the flower and then you can get Absolutely. surprised and the flower will last for, you know, months. Are they like healthy for you as well? Or are they just, you know, pretty? Do they, yeah. do, they do anything for us?
1: Absolutely, uh, Howard. Like I told you, all plants are great for us, right? Okay. all of them are awesome for us because all of them are actually air air purifiers they are actually doing that job of taking in the carbon dioxide that we humans are emitting and infusing oxygen back into our environment so that thing they are actually doing that's built into the dna of every plant they are doing that
0: hmm. all right good <laughs> and and, wow. and the
1: flower is is just the the you know the beauty side of it that's just looks pretty,
0: looks okay. awesome, looks beautiful. Yeah. Okay. Um, what about water? Like I have a water filter, you know, it's cause I don't want to drink, you know, we have well water here, God, you know, and we have a lot of cows around. So God knows what's going in there. People, when I used to live in a the city there was chlorinated water can plants deal with whatever water comes out of your tap or do you recommend treating it in some way?
1: You're so right. Uh you need to give filtered water to plants as much as you can. Uh-huh. If it's okay, it, it's okay if you have a plant sitter at home. You've gone out for a vacation. You've told a friend to take care of your plants, and by mistake they give tap water once or twice a week. That's okay, mm-hmm. but then typically on a regular basis, you should be giving them filtered water. Okay, absolutely, to make them thrive, to keep them happy.
0: Uh huh. Gotcha. Um. So I guess my, the last question that comes to mind is like, where should I buy them? Like we have, you know, when I go buy a hammer, I prefer to get to go to the local hardware store rather than, you know, Home Depot or Lowe's. Uh, But when I walk to Lowe's, like, I'm usually depressed when I have to go to Lowe's, right? For home improvement, because it means something's broken or, and then yeah. I see, I see <laughs> over to the right all the plants and they make me happy and I want to go bring them home. Like, is it, can I, are those good places? Or you mentioned, you know, Target or Walmart, or should I go to a nursery or get seeds or seedlings? Like, where should I, where should I think about optimally sourcing plants from? Or just, you know, friends and neighbors and cake cuttings? How, how, how do I get them into my house?
1: Uh, as a beginner, I would say you can easily pick them up from your nearest garden center, or you could even go to a nursery. I think uh, going to a nursery is actually a wonderful option because the people who are actually working there, they are doing it day in and day out. They are actually knowing how to take care of every plant. So let's say the care for a succulent is so different from a care, caring for a philodendron or caring for a monstera. So the people who work day in and day out with plants, they are actually the right People to ask if you have any questions, you know, how much water should I give them? Because where should I keep them ideally to make them thrive? So you can pick up plants from anywhere, but then nurseries and garden centers are, are I would say, the best places. Or if you have friends who are, uh, are you generous enough to give you cuttings, that's a wonderful way. <laughs>
0: uh-huh. Yeah, most yeah. people who have plants that can make cuttings want to give them away.
1: They are so happy to do that. They are making plant babies every day, every week. And they're happily offering you a lovely ticket. And the best way to uh, keep a cutting is in a glass of water where you can see it or a pretty glass vase. You can Uh actually see uh, it grow. You can actually see the roots grow, the node from where it grows. You can actually see it grow and then transfer it to a
0: pot. Hmm. Oh, wow. That's cool. So you—you you mentioned um, when you started, you got into this because of your daughter's allergies. I'm—I cu- I don't know how old she is. I'm curious about her relationship with plants. Growing up with—with with you,
1: she's awesome. Uh, she's she's much better now. Uh, Howard, after all these, uh, you know, ha- changes that I made to our lifestyle in terms of whatever I could do, I did. Mm-hmm. And uh, today she helps me take care of all the plants. Like I mentioned, I have more than a hundred now. So it's not really easy to take care of them on a daily basis. I prefer not, um, you know, having gadgets all around to water and everything. I prefer doing it myself a couple every other day. And uh, she happily runs and gets, she has her own small watering can. So whenever I pick up mine, she picks up hers and uh <laughs> that's a very nice relationship, you know, that we teach our kids as well, Mm. you know, Uh that touch to be with nature, you know, we are all sitting in our own concrete apartments, homes everywhere, and all cooped up indoors today because of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. But then reconnecting with nature, bringing nature into our house, you know, the fourth Mm -hmm. M in your sick to fit, mother nature. Uh So I think doing that is actually reconnecting them uh, as well with what is real, what is true, what is pure. So I think mm. that's a wonderful uh, quality to you know help our children grow with. That's uh-huh. a wonderful relationship that they will also have growing up.
0: Yeah, and there's something very real about the feedback you get. Like if you send your kids to school and they do poorly on a test... Like it doesn't mean they didn't understand it. It might mean they just took too long, or the teacher made a mistake. But like when you're when you're taking care of a plant, it's very real. You know, it's like you know, in business, like if you you make a mistake, you pay for it, and you see and you learn. There's something very um, honest about oh my plant died, or oh my plant is thriving. That I think was really useful for children to see that they do have agency.
1: Absolutely, that's actually a growth mindset, right? You're developing that growth mindset in children as well Literally. Uh, i ha- I have to mention I read that in your book as well
0: you know
1: <laughs> so but that, that that that's a wonderful thing, whether you do it with your food, you do it with your lifestyle, you do it with your kids. I think that actually holds us in good stead as we grow up
0: right. Right. I said I said I only have one more question but apparently I lied because I got a couple more. You said you have a hundred plants and you name them. How, how do you choose a name for the plant?
1: My daughter does. Okay. <laughs> I don't. So uh-huh. a couple of uh, plants I did keep names for but then then she uh, you know has names for them. So uh, then she'll uh-huh. ask me mama did you water this one? Mama did you water this one? So, so what, it's, is,
0: it's, what are what are your favorite names?
1: Like uh, one of them is Maya,
0: uh-huh.
1: one of them is uh, Amy, and she has a friend Nathan in school. So she has kept Nathan for one of them, and she says this is my plant because this is my friend. So she has that relationship with her plants, and then she'll say, "That's not Mama's plant; that's my plant." Uh-huh. So that's so cool, you know.
0: Yeah. Do you do, do either? See like that. Yeah. Do either of you talk to the plants? Like,
1: ah, uh, <laughs> she does. Uh huh. <laughs> she does, yeah. Uh
0: huh. Do they grow and better than yours? Is this, a, <laughs> is this is this a, a, a scientific experiment?
1: Uh, I've not really tried that. Need to <laughs> check it out once.
0: Yeah. Mm. I, I also sort of heard like plants like certain types of music.
1: Absolutely. I'll, I'll, that's a wonderful idea. I'll try that out.
0: Try some Never seen know, that, though. R- ragas and Mozart and see what they maybe, maybe pla- instrumental. Yeah? Yeah, maybe music from from where they are from. I'll try it
1: out. That's a All wonderful right. suggestion. So,
0: pan flutes or uh, <laughs> right, or whistling winds. Awesome. Maybe.
1: Cool. Awesome. This I'll is, try it out.
0: This has been such a fun conversation and you know you know you have inspired me like the minute I get a free minute I'm going to go and <laughs> buy too many plants for this <laughs> office. I can I can already you know hear the conversation that if I lost my mind um, but for for the, you mentioned a 20 page ebook like how, for people who want to follow you who want to look at like your, your website, it's just gorgeous it's a beautiful website and it's made more beautiful by all the plants um, and and like you know you're doing like design too right like like you're they're part of a of, of, a, of a big aesthetic where can people follow Absolutely. your work find out more and uh, you know, do yeah. all that
1: so, uh, freshoair.com, that's uh, where I chronicle my journeys, my ideas.
0: Okay, on okay the so let's, let's, let's spell there. that as Fresh O Air. Yeah. So, so it's fresh with a letter O in the middle. Absolutely. Okay. So it's not like mm-hmm. cheapo Air, which is where I used to search for, uh, for cheap, <laughs> cheap flights. <So.
1: laughs> Pretty similar. That's in the flight domain. This is in the purifying your home mm-hmm. domain.
0: So, freshoair.com yeah okay and how, so people, how, and how can people get that ebook? Uh,
1: I'll do one thing. I'll drop it uh, to the show notes. I'll add it to okay. the podcast show notes. I'll share Ooh. it with you. That is actually a podcast uh, that's actually a podcast exclusive because that's not available anywhere on the website. so uh, I just thought it would be awesome for listeners to uh, have a resource that they can go back and refer to. Uh-huh. After listening to the podcast and, you know, actually try it out because with hundreds and thousands of plants available, you don't really know which one is actually the right one to start with. Mm-hmm. So I think that could be a helpful resource to start with.
0: That's awesome. And that's real. that's truly a gift because like, you know, <clears throat> my internet marketing, when I give a gift, it's actually an exchange. It's like, well, you give me your email so I can keep bothering you forever and I'll give you this thing. But you're just saying just, you guys take it and- yes. No strings attached.
1: That's my biggest learning that I got, you know, in my life. And I actually want to share it with other people.
0: Mm-hmm. So I I gotta ask, like, is this a business? Are you do you, are you hoping to like support yourself financially with this? Or is this just like a, a fun mission or hobby?
1: Uh, it's 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 grown as something that I've been very passionate with, Howard, and I sincerely hope that I'm able to touch more people with it. Mm-hmm. And able to grow it into a self sustaining business in the times to come.
0: Okay. So, is there any way that people can support it right now financially, buying anything from you?
1: Yeah. I do have a Shopify store attached to the website. Okay. Where I have a couple of ebooks. All the DIY stuff that I've been making in and around my house the goat milk soap, the candles mm-hmm. without, uh, you know, the wax with the soy, the soy candles and everything. All Uh the recipes, I have a book with the Organic Home Expert that's available on the
0: Shopify store. Okay, good. Because people are going to, you know, get the free thing and they're going to feel, some of them are going to feel obligated and and, and want to support this to grow. So that's a good way to do it.
1: Absolutely. Like I said, I would really want uh, more and more people to have knowledge of this. You know, this is something proactively they can do to control their home make themselves happier, make their home healthier.
0: Awesome. Awesome. So here's here's a question I'd like to ask uh, my guests, and I'll, I'll, I'll spin it for you. The usual question is like, what's some music you have been listening to lately that you really like and you think most people don't know about? And so I'll spin it for you. is like, what's the music you're listening to lately you really like and you're going to try out with your plants? <laughs>
1: <laughs> so uh, like I said, a lot of things that I do with my plant uh, is is something my uh, daughter introduces me with. Like, I told you that she talks and she has kept those names. Uh, there's this song uh, that she's been listening to, though it's not instrumental. <laughs> she loves it. Maybe I'd like to try that one out. It's called uh, Dynamite by BTS. It's it's a okay. hip-hop kind of song, but uh, she likes it. So uh-huh. maybe I'll try it out.
0: Uh, so that that's uh, K-pop, right?
1: Yeah. So okay. you know that too, huh? You listen to
0: it? <laughs> I haven't. I've, I, you know, I think BTS is like the most famous group in the world now. So they, they have come onto my <laughs> fuddy-duddy radar. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, like I, I, I think it's related to TikTok and like a whole, a whole new youth culture. So That's right. the next
1: generation. That's what the next generation likes. So why not live
0: with it? Awesome, dynamite by BTS. I'll uh, I'll I'll find a uh, either a YouTube or a a Spotify link and throw it into the show notes as well. Awesome,
1: awesome.
0: Yeah, so, Yuvika, thank you so much. This was such a a, a generous sharing of information. You've inspired me. I hope we uh, we inspire a whole new generation of uh, of uh, folio files. (laughs) I don't know, leaf (laughs) lovers. So uh, and reminding us that we can we can benefit from plants, not just from eating them, but by, uh, you know, being in relationship with them and bringing them into our our uh, our home spaces.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I would just like to say one thing that, uh, you know, plant care is like self-care. So the moment you nurture them, you care for them, you love them, they love you back.
0: Mm. Beautiful. And and you're loving yourself by taking care of them
1: absolutely there is an inbuilt mm-hmm. need uh in every human being for nurturing something right mm-hmm. so the moment you start sharing that nurturing uh feeling the care with your plants you get it back in return so that's that's the most wonderful thing ever
0: beautiful all right let's go let's go out there and fill the world with house plants so yuvika yeah yeah higher er. i got forgotten now <laughs> I wonder, I, yeah that's right yeah all right <laughs> thank you so yeah. much for all you do uh, everyone should check out freshoair.com um you can grab the the show notes for this show i'm going to make a prediction is going to be you know what i, I actually got i want to i want to say it out loud so i'm just going to quickly look up um what what episode this is going to be um it will be episode 442, 442. um which is, um, by coincidence, the vibrations per second of a concert A uh, oh, Wow! <laughs> for, uh, in, in music. The, the, the true A is 440, but musicians found that it sounded a little bit brighter, slightly higher. So 442, playyourself.com slash 442 is all about improving the vibrations in your life through houseplants. So Yuvika, thank you so much. It's been wonderful talking with you.
1: Same here, Howard. It's been a pleasure, and I really, really hope that the podcast listeners enjoy the episode
0: and they learn a lot. Me too. Thanks a lot. All right. That's a wrap. Uh, Anybody have the desire to go out and get a houseplant like right now? Um, If you do, remember that resource that Yubika offered us just for us. How wonderful. Uh, PlantYourself.com slash 422. Scroll down to the links and you will find it right there. Yep, I'm definitely really excited to go out and get a couple of my own plants now that I have some guidance on how to take care of them. And I'm going to have to get much more serious about water and checking. And yeah, I kind of thought of them as sort of like maintenance, you know, like you check the toilet paper roll or check the oil in your car. But the way she puts it in terms of being in relationship will make it, I think, much easier and more rewarding for me to develop, you know, a real relationship with these plants that I'm going to bring into my office. I'm so excited. So instead of running news, I'm doing so many other things besides running these days, I'm going to change this to movement news, and that's movement with a capital M, of course, just like the uh, menu movement and mindset capitalized elements of sick to fit. So in movement news, been doing a lot of training for Ultimate Frisbee. And the thing that I notice uh, I need the most work on is core strength, because there's a lot of cutting and changing direction quickly, and I find that my legs turn and move in a new direction, and my upper body's like, no, we're going to take our time. So uh, getting those uh, upper and body, upper and lower parts of the body working together, so that I can move quickly, is uh, what I'm working on now. Still going for walks and runs. Honestly, the road is really bothering my knee. I could run for several hours on grass without the same problem as just a jog, an hour jog on the road. So looks like um, I have to go drive a bit to get to some trails. Um, in garden news, you know, I collected a... T- this isn't really garden, but it's outdoors. I collected a whole big barrel, barrel full of kindling for our indoor wood stove, so... Uh, pine needles and little twigs and bigger pieces of wood, so we can kind of ramp up from the, the smallest tinder into a roaring fire. And I left all that stuff outside, and it's rained all day today, so we got nothing. So that last mile problem—you know—have it all put together, but I don't really have a good place for it inside yet. So I got to solve that. Uh, otherwise, garden is just sort of hanging on. There's some greens. Um, pecan tree looks like it may not be long for this world but uh, we shall see alright time for thanks thanks to Will Ridenour for allowing me to use his beautiful song Sabali Dawn," the dance of peace you can find more of Will's music at his website willridenour.com and of course thanks to all of you Plant Yourself Podcast patrons Kim Harrison, Lynn McClellan, The Porter, Dominic Mauro, Barbara Whitney, Tammy Black, Amy Good, Amanda Hatterley, Mary Jane Wheeler, Ellen Kennelly, Melissa Cobb, Rachel Berens, Tina Scharf, Tina Ahern, Jen Filkonoski, David Bizek, The Mysterious, Michelle X, Elspeth Feldman, Leah Stoller, Alan Christensen, Colleen Peck, Michelle Landry, Josina, Sarah Durkis, Kelly Cameron, Janet Selby, Claire Adams, Tom Franz Jeanette Benham, Gila Sert, David Donahue, Blair Cyber, Dorona Visov, Gio and Carolyn Argentati, Jody Friesner, Misha Rosen, Michael Warbeck, Aviva Lael, Alicia Lemus, Val Lineman, Nick Harper, Bandana Chawley, Molly Levine, The Inscrutable, Harry R., Susan Laverty, The Panda Vegan, Craig Kovic, Adam Scharf, Karen Burry, Heather Morgan, Nigel Davies, Marion Blum, Teresa Coppola, Julian Watkins, Breed O'Connell, Sharon Hirschman, Linda Ayad, Holm Hedegaard, Iza Connie Hayline, Aaron Greer, Alicia Davis, Heather O'Connor, Carolyn Jensen, Sherry Olikoski of Plant Power for Health, Karen Smith, Scott Morani, Karen and Joe Crabtree, Kirby Burton, Teresa Carell, Kevin McCauley Elizabeth Rothschild Ann Jessie Cheryl Dwyer Jenny Hazleton Peter W. Evans Dennis Bird Darby Kelly, Lori Fanny, Linnea Lundquist, Emily Iconelli, Levy Wallach, Rosamund McAtee, Dan Picorni, Steven Lennon, Patty Martino, Mike and Donna Karts, Deanne Bishop, Bill Elf, Marjorie Lewis, Trisha Adams, Nancy Sheldon, Lindsay Bayshore, Gunmarit Hagen, Tracy Gulledge, Laura Heaton, Meg from Mama Says, Stacey Stokes, Ben Savage, Michael Kay, David Hughes, Connie Rogers, Claire England, Sally Robertson, Paranganchi.